Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. Hey Kieran, the uh, scientist who has to keep his body to ice cold temperatures has created a freeze ray out of the diamonds he stole earlier and plans to hold the city hostage so that he can get the funding to find a cure for his dying wife. And if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. Well, it wasn't really a spoiler. It was basically the plot of the whole movie. <laughs> uh, no, you find that out at the end. Really? Well, kind of. Okay. I always had a problem with that, by the way, because if he's stolen diamonds, this elusive character that is, Ooh. why wouldn't he just sell the diamonds he had to pay, to, for... to pay for the cure or to pay for the funding for the cure for his dead wife? He Wait. has the resources already. Why does he make this ice ray? Because diamonds, up? you can't really sell them because they've got little watermarks, tiny little microscopic watermarks that show if they've been stolen or not on them. If you I'm tried sure to could... sell them on the black market, they'd show up as stolen, basically. So he couldn't sell them even to a really, really yeah. black market? Well, if that's the only logic hole that we can find in that movie, then... Looks like they thought it through. And yeah. it's a good little segue because a very similarly well-thought-out movie is what we're doing today. Yes. And that movie is Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Now, before we start talking about that, we should just explain to any first-time listeners what this show is about. Maddie D, would you care to? I knew you were going to do that. So in this show, Potential Spoilers, what we do is we look at upcoming movies. Um, upcoming blockbuster movies. Upcoming blockbuster movies, movies that have a little bit of buzz about it. Uh, we take all the information that's available, mostly the trailer, but sometimes posters or promotional material, and we try to guess as much of the plot as humanly possible. And then and we go and see the movie when it comes out and we see how well we did. That's right. And if you want to put us to the test, one of the movies that we've discussed in the past is currently in cinemas by the time that you download and listen to this. And that movie is Knives Out. Mm, that's right. That was a hard one for yeah, us. Yeah, exactly. It was basically a whodunit murder mystery. So I'm really excited to find out if we even got close at all if with that we, one. If we spotted the killer as well. Yeah. Well, you and I both had the same killer in that How plot, weird. So if one of us gets it, we both get it. And I really hope we both get it yes. because it just shows how good we are. That's it. I wish I could say I felt as confident about the plot of Birds of Prey this week as I did Knives Out a couple of weeks ago. Because, as I've said before in several episodes, I'm not really a big fan of superhero what? movies. You're blowing my mind here, Kieran. So, out of all the films that we cover, these are my least favourite ones to do because I know the least about the universe and the characters and I have the least amount of vested interest of all the movies. I even enjoyed doing the Fast and Furious movie that we <laughs> talked about more than most of the superhero movies we've covered. Are, are you developing? Developing somewhat of a warm spot because you're, no. you're being exposed to them? No, it's getting worse because I'm being forced <laughs> to think about them and watch them when I really don't want to. It's kind of like... It's uh, sort of reinforcing how much I don't like them and making me like the ones I like even less, I right, feel like. Right, it's kind of like having to do homework in a subject you don't like. Yeah, exactly. Exactly like that. But here we are, another superhero movie. So if you're not aware, Birds of Prey, aka the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. By the way, that's one long title, Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation I think of from one Harley here on out, we should just call it Birds of Prey, just Fair out enough. of ease. Yes, that would be a lot easier, but... Uh. I don't know what they're going for with this title. They're going for like a Doctor Strange love thing. I think so. Or what was um, Birdman had a long oh, title yeah. as well. Yeah, but I can't remember what that was. Neither can I. <laughs> so obviously it's a... It's Everyone a... just remembers Birdman. Though. That's right. So that's obviously the one that sticks. And appropriately enough, this is another bird related title. Well, Birds of Prey. Well, wasn't this going to be just a Birds of Prey movie and then they sort of whacked Harley Quinn onto it and yeah, she's well... kind of taking up the whole movie. So I think it's just kind of them going, oh, this is a Birds of Prey movie, but it's 
the wacky adventures of Harley Quinn. Yeah, yeah, exactly. On top of I it. think they really want to point out that this is related to Suicide Squad because if you're not aware, this is actually a spin-off or is it a sequel ah, to know. Suicide Squad? Yeah, it's a bit confusing. I guess it's a spin-off. Um, yeah. We've not seen anything to indicate it is a sequel. So, Well, it takes place after Suicide uh, Squad, yeah, but so... It, it, in a way, it's a sequel, but it's not directly related because there is a direct sequel coming out to Suicide Squad called The Suicide Squad, which it's we'll be talking about, I suppose, next year if we all, get that far with this show. It's all very confusing. Um, it's hard to keep track of the timeline of these movies. Yeah. But, um, and which I, fits in where? I guess I guess Harley Quinn was one of the popular features of The Suicide Squad. Yeah, so absolutely. If not the most popular yeah, character. Yeah, there was a period of time. Certainly wasn't a certain clown prince that appeared in that movie. Yeah, who's not here by the look of it. Yeah. I just wanted to point out as well that the Birds of Prey movie, it was being planned before Suicide Squad yeah. was even released. It's been ages in the works. They've really wanted to put this movie out. So even if Suicide Squad did poorly, they were still going to make this movie. <laughs> well, I guess well, it stands to yeah. reason. Well, they made it anyway, so there you go. <laughs> well, they might not have involved Harley Quinn. Right. But I guess because Harley Quinn was a big standout to fans in that movie, that's why they worked her in here. Otherwise, it'd be Will Smith as Deadshot in the Birds of Prey movie. Mm, thank goodness we don't have that. We'd be talking about another Will Smith movie. <laughs> or Boomerang. <laughs> oh, yeah, Captain Boomerang. Yeah, But yeah, a lot of people really loved Harley Quinn. A lot of people love Harley Quinn anyway, but a yeah. lot of people really loved this portrayal of her. I remember it was costumes galore where people, yes. everyone was dressing up as Harley Quinn. So I, I guess there's a fan base clamoring for to see more of her. It's it doesn't even matter if the performance is good or the movie's good nah. with these Harley Quinn movies because people just like the idea of seeing Harley Quinn in a movie. Yeah. That just seems to be the main draw for the fans. And if she's doing her thing, if she's sort of you know doing her stick, I think people... People are going to love it regardless of the movie or regardless of what happens in it. I'm personally very surprised that we're getting another Suicide Squad related movie at all. <laughs> you and me both, honest. buddy. The movie must have done really well, box office wise, or relatively well enough to warrant a sequel because did anybody really like that first Suicide Squad movie? They must have. They must Who? have. I, I don't know. Die Hard. I don't know. I was DC really fans? looking forward to that movie. I was really pumped. That was a really good trailer that they released yeah. for it. And then when you sat down and watched that movie and you knew about all the backstage, you know, to and fro's of it and yeah. how much of the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. But when you actually sat down and watched the movie, it was such a mess. It was such a mess. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, they. Well, you know, they got the people who did the edit of the trailer to come in and do the final edit of the movie, right? Mm. Yeah. They I actually knew, I knew got rid hands. of the original yeah. editor. I heard the original team or the original person that was doing it, it's it switched around because originally it was supposed to be a lot darker than it was. Yeah. And um, I think people were expecting it to be a lot lighter. I think they were trying to give them what they wanted by giving them a lot lighter, but there was like shades of the old movie still in it. So it just. Yeah. I think they tried to cut a serious and gritty movie into a light-hearted, family-friendly romp. That's right. And that really didn't work for it. I guess this was during the period when Guardians of the Galaxy was really popular, so everyone was trying to copy that vibe. Yeah. Especially DC with their movies. And they were still struggling to find their image, so they were still trying to shake off the dark and gritty Nolan Batman movies that they sort of established as their main tone. And they were still trying to find what their image was. I'm guessing these days they're sort of going to the hard, uh, gritty, but lighthearted at the same time image that the Joker gave us and that... Aquaman? I mean, not really yeah, hard. Not uh, really. I wouldn't call the Joker... The Deadpool vibe. Yeah. There right. you go. I guess that's what a lot of people were expecting from that original Suicide Squad movie as well. But I'm guessing, I'm really guessing, and I suppose this will work into our plot predictions, but I think they're going to try and make up to the fans and make the movie that a lot of the fans expected Suicide Squad to be 
with this new Birds of Prey movie. That's right, that's right. And let's not forget that Birds of Prey was a TV show that has a, a following in itself. And Is it really? Things. Yeah. Last week was. I promised that I'd do my research and find out if that was actually true. Yeah, but it, it, it was. And I think they're what also... What can you tell me about that show, Matty uh, D? I didn't watch Being a lot the of expert. it. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't watched it. I believe it was a comic series and then they put it in a, as a TV show in like the early 2000s. And essentially these were characters that they were involved in the bigger characters. Like a few of them worked with or knew Batman and, and other characters, but you never got to see the big characters. It was just, it's kind of like a Jessica Jones before Jessica Jones, if that makes sense. Right. You know, these people that aren't particularly extraordinary, they're more like vigilantes. So Jessica like- Jones to the Marvel Universe was Birds of Prey yeah. to the DC I Universe. Would, I would say that's a good way of expressing it. Yeah, they were sort of more vigilantes. It had kind of a very, like the TV show Charmed. It had a Charmed vibe to it. Right. But yeah, I, I remember watching it a few times and thinking it was cool. I can't remember anything particular about it. A lot of these characters I didn't know until you know we started looking at this movie. So Until you started doing your research, that is. That's right, yeah. So was Harley Quinn involved at all with the Birds of Prey TV show? No, no, she wasn't. Not to my knowledge. Why does that not surprise me at all? <laughs> well, you know, Harley Quinn was only introduced uh, as a character for the Batman animated series as kind of like a... A girlfriend a, for a the girlfriend Joker? A girlfriend for the Joker, yeah. And she was only supposed to be in one episode, I believe, and then she became so popular that they introduced her to other mediums. She got in the comic books. Uh, she got in the video games, those Arkham series video games. And I think a lot of people think that she's was a character that was, you know, had a comic origin. From but the, really, the good old Bob Kane days. Yeah, of Batman. but really, she was just written in as, uh, you know, a side piece. <laughs> for a crude way of describing it for the Joker and only a one sort of episode thing, but she sort of hung around and, and wow. has become a so very, very big she character. She started off in the Batman animated series, you're saying? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, I have a feeling you're going to have to explain a lot of these DC characters to me as we go through them because I have no idea about any of these characters at all. This is the first time that I'm finding out about a lot of these characters. And yeah. it seems well, like... they're not big characters. No? Right. Okay. Well, I, w- I would like not mainstream characters, which is exciting because they get a little bit of screen time, you know? Right. Get to introduce them to the rest of the world. Well, since you're the expert on these characters or the closest thing we Look, have to an, an expert, expert is a very loose I suppose word you can you can explain why you know so much more about them than i do what is your history with i suppose suicide squad and to a lesser extent birds of prey we found out that you just watched a couple of episodes <laughs> yeah. of the tv show but beyond that i can't say i have a massive history i i liked comic books like a lot of people have when i was young and i and i would buy these kind of encyclopedias of all these characters and i'd flip through and i'd sort of, sort of read. like the dc version of the star wars visual dictionary <laughs> that's, that's right so that's how i found out about characters like the black canary and characters like that that i didn't know of i remember i had this really big uh encyclopedia of the entire history of the DC universe which I was like fascinated about and kind of I sort of became interested in finding out more about these sort of old characters that were from like the 40s or the you know wherever the 60s especially like the metal men and things like that I became really interested in the sort of unknown characters I guess and so are the birds of prey and Harley Quinn and all that are they largely related to the Batman universe so this is all set in Gotham well I mean the DC universe they're all involved anyway so they all sort of super Superman's villains will often cross over with Batman's villains and so on and so not, forth. Not so much with Batman, but they kind of share the same universe. So Martian Manhunters bouncing around. It's not uncommon for Superman to go hang out in Atlantis or whatever. But with the Batman sort of universe in the Gotham universe, yeah, the Birds of Prey are kind of more set in that world. A lot of them, a lot of these characters have something to do right. with Batman or Green Arrow as so well. Sort of like Catwoman. Yes. All right, yes. I'm with you now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and am I going to have to do a plot based on? <laughs> 
um, these characters. But uh, as for me with the Suicide Squad, I remember watching it being really pumped for it because it had a lot of characters that I that had never been put to screen. Mm. Killer Croc, who I love, like Harley Quinn, all these characters. The Joker. Yeah. Well, I was even thinking he was going to pull a good performance there. Right. And I was really, really pumped. And I went and I watched that movie and I was very, very disappointed because I thought it was a missed opportunity. Now, people may disagree with me. That's my own personal opinion. I don't think they will, to be honest. So I'm going into this movie and I'm setting the bar low personally. I know when we don't really give our opinions about movies on this show, but... (laughs) I'm setting my bar try really hard low, but hoping... Because there's a lot they can do with it, so I'm kind of excited as right. well. What about you? What's, what's your history? I don't really have a history. I, as I've said before, I'm not really the comic book movie guy. I'm not really a comic book guy. I know very little about the Batman universe beyond the mainstream movies. So you didn't play any video games where these no, characters never, pop up? Never. Never have in my life. Not so Injustice? A, no. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> so I, I guess I'm a total newbie to this universe, which makes it incredibly hard for me because I suppose if I knew a little bit about who these characters were and their backstory, I could try and work out how they fit into this movie and how they fit into the overall DC universe. But sometimes they're not even loyal to these characters' backstories. Of course. I'm I'm kind of riding on that. I'm kind of (laughs) totally expecting that from this movie. Because I could be shackled or, you know, somebody, if I knew something about a character, that could almost be a hindrance to me. Right. Rather than you coming in as a newbie because I wouldn't think Killer Croc would be treated the way he was in the Suicide Squad. Okay, fair enough. That puts me more at ease, I've got to say. (laughs) So yeah, I'm definitely in the deep end of the pool in this episode. So, Maddie D, what do we know about this movie so far? So as this aside from very little on my behalf. <laughs> as this podcast is being recorded, we've only got one trailer. Yes. What it shows is it's very similar to the Suicide Squad trailer, actually. Yeah. It's a lot of it's a lot of stylized music, a lot of quick cuts. Quick cuts. There's so much that's happened, it sort of just rapidly fires all this sort of stuff. But I guess we can assume that there's a mob boss called Black Mask and he is after our protagonist. And action ensues, I he guess. He seems to be directly after a girl called Cassandra Kane, mm. aka Cass. Yep. And he is sending all of Gotham's hitmen to go out and kill her, presumably, or yeah. at least scoop her up and bring her back to him. And somehow this ropes in, and I guess we'll see how it does. The Birds of Prey and Harley Quinn get involved, and I guess it's going to be a John Wick style action packed runaway from the mobsters or the hitmen. Or mm. we'll, I guess we'll see. We it's, can only hope. That's pretty much the, the extent of the information that we get. Yes. So the trailer. That oh, we've seen, or the trailer up. that we see, is very much just a teaser trailer. So it's just showing the overall vibe of the movie rather than exploring any deep plot points. Yeah, and the Joker is not with Harley Quinn in this movie. Yes. We know that. So I think they were just looking for a reason not to include Jared Leto's Joker in this one. <laughs> Yeah. Because he didn't make any friends on the set of that last movie, did he? No, no. Apparently giving people dead rats. And condoms. Yeah. Used condoms. Really? Who was using them? Him? I guess so. Oh, jeez. That's gross. <laughs> It's grosser than the rats, if you ask me. And the reception to him by audiences wasn't really positive either, was it? No. No one really seemed to like his I think, Joker too much. I think it really hurt him that, like, it was really fresh in everyone's mind, the Heath Ledger performance, which was right. groundbreaking. And now we have the Joaquin Phoenix performance. Yes. Which, I guess we'll talk about that at a later show, but... Yeah. Well, we've my, talked about it already. My God, like, it was amazing. So he's just wedged in there, unfortunately, <laughs> like, yeah. compared to two guys who, like, stole the show with that character. I I guess he feels really kind of hurt and isolated because I suppose he thought at the time, oh, 
no one can live up to Heath Ledger. But then when Joaquin Phoenix had his own Joker movie, he's just like, well, shit, well, it's just my performance then that nobody likes. Yeah, and also I think he was set up to be the Joker for this universe. It doesn't look like that's going to no, happen he anymore. has officially quit. He's hung up the towel, he's left, he's taken his bat and ball and he's going home. All right. Well, maybe we should talk about who's in the yeah. movie then. So Jared Leto's not in this movie. <laughs> Let's just start off by saying that. Yeah. But who is in the movie? So first of all, playing Harleen Quinzel, a.k.a. Harley Quinn herself, is Margot Robbie. She's returning to the role for the second time. Yeah. Now, we've talked about Margot Robbie already in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Back when we did that episode, I said how much I originally didn't like her, but I've really warmed to her. Now, I've really come to enjoy her even more. She's fantastic. I love everything she does. Yeah. I can't say she was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood too much, but even in that, she was great. Mm. So I'm very much warming to Margot Robbie, though I can't say I'm warming to her Harley Quinn character. Is that her or the character, though? I think it's her <laughs> interpretation of the character. It just, the voice and the but mannerisms. That, that's her voice, though. That's the Harley Quinn voice, is that, you Yeah, know. it's not really working for me. Right. But maybe it will work this time. Maybe. I'll go in with completely open expectations if you did not like, wowed. If you didn't like Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad, they're just going to dial that up to 11. Oh, you realise that. All right, I'm in trouble, Dad. <laughs> right, next up, playing Roman Sinus. I think that's how you say his name. It's almost mm. like Sinus, a.k.a. Black Mask, is Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Now, you probably recently saw Ewan McGregor in Doctor Sleep, if you're unlucky. <laughs> is that not Otherwise, good? Otherwise, mm, it's not for me to say. Train Spotting too. Yes, that was, he was great. Renton in Train Spotting, and you probably know him as Obi-Wan Kenobi from the Star Wars prequels. But he also played himself and his twin brother in season three of Fargo, which was excellent. Now, I can never really go with Ewan McGregor when he does an American accent. It just kind yes. of sounds strange to like, me. Like, uh, what, what, The Island? Was that the movie yeah, that he did an American yeah. accent in? Yeah, it always kind of weirds me out when Saps he's doing his an American energy. accent. Yeah. I feel like he can't perform as well when he's doing an accent. Almost like he's focusing on the accent. Yes, exactly. Look, I love Ewan McGregor. I can't think of a single thing he's done that I've not liked, even some questionable movies. You I've mentioned The him. Island before. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I'm sure he was good island. in it. Yeah. And he seems to be a guy that just gets better as he's going on. Like, he's... He's so good. So I think he's going to be good in this movie. Now, I know a little bit about the Black Mask character. Yeah, I was what... going to say, this just looks like the Red Skull, but in the right. DCU. Yeah. From what I know about Black Mask, what I'm seeing on the trailer is not the character. Yeah, from where's the his comics. Black Mask? Well, among other things, just his personality is Black Mask is supposed to be like a real no-nonsense, like old school mafia, you know, like a typical mob and he wears boss. a black skull for a mask. That's right? right, yeah. And, what? And you know, it's okay if he doesn't do that, it doesn't wear a mask, but him acting the way Ewan McGregor acts just seems like they're kind of being like... So it a, doesn't suit the character. No, not from what I see. Nothing against Ewan McGregor's performance by the look of it, but it looks like he's very over the top and um, flamboyant. And well, the whole movie looks like it's very over the top and flamboyant. Yeah, it's almost so like... To fit in. It's almost like Black Mask was supposed to be the Joker. Really? I reckon so. Oh, That's wow. That's a great theory. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that one. So moving on, playing Helena Bertinelli, aka The Huntress, is Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who we talked about earlier this year with Gemini Man. Gemini Man, yeah. She's come back to the show. Yes, she has. Now, if you haven't seen Gemini Man, she was also in Death Proof. I think that was the first movie I ever saw her in. And she was also alongside Ewan McGregor in season three of Fargo. She played his wife of all people. I need to watch this show. You I, should. It's a great show. I know. You keep telling me to. And there's a lot of great actors in it too. Uh, and she was also Ramona Flowers, of course, in Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Of course. I think we mentioned this all last time we spoke about mm. her. But yeah, I'm excited to see her. I'm always excited to see her in a movie. She's one of my favorite actors. Thoughts, yeah. Maddie D? I, I think she's good. Um, it should be fun. Now, what can you tell me about the character of Huntress? There's not a lot I know about this character. I've sort of seen 
her visual. I think she's just pretty much uh, an expert assassin. Right. I yeah. thought she was a vigilante. Yeah, a vigilante. So she's a good guy expert assassin. She's a good guy assassin. Um, I think she's related to some mafia guy and she's yeah. sort of gone off on the rails. So and she's apparently the daughter of a mob boss. Yeah, and I think her big thing is she's a, she's an expert marksman and I think um, she uses a crossbow as well. Yeah, well, we see her with a crossbow in the trailer, so I'm so, presuming that's still the case. Yeah, so pretty much big badass. Right, yeah. so she's like a lady Batman, essentially. Yeah. Not to be confused with Batgirl. <laughs> she's a vigilante along the same lines as Batman. Yeah, I think that describes a lot of these characters. Though. Yeah, speaking of, playing Diana Lace, a.k.a. Black Canary, mm. is Journey Smollett-Bell. Yeah. Now, I'm not really personally familiar with Journey Smollett-Bell myself, but apparently she was a mainstay in True Blood and Friday Night Lights, two okay. TV shows I, I haven't watched. I haven't watched them either. But what can you tell me about the character of Black Canary? So this is an older character, like very, very old, and it was kind so, of stylized like a... An original DC yeah, superhero character. Yeah, it was kind of like a pin-up girl style character, so right. she was very, very attractive Sexy. and... Uh, very, very no-nonsense as well. She wore, like, lace leggings. I don't like think she's going to... Yeah, exactly. Does she wear a corset as well? I think so. Oh, wow, of course. I think so. And she was just a vigilante as well. Other than that, I'm not too sure. I don't know. I think she has a relationship with Green Arrow. I think she appears in the Green Arrow comics. Um, she right. kind of almost, I would say, pulls off a kind of Catwoman-esque vibe. Don't they all? <laughs> But she was like the bombshell of, right. of the other comic okay. books. Wow, there we go. I'm not sure how they're going to do her here. I'm not sure they're going to do it that way. Well, something I didn't know until you told me is apparently she's got a scream that can All right. break. Yeah, uh... that's right. Right before we started recording, I quickly looked up some of these characters just to get a little bit more information about them. And apparently she's got like a canary scream. I don't know if canaries actually scream, being little tiny sparrow-like birds themselves. But yeah, it's apparently a scream that can even kill a man. There you go. I'm not sure. We'll I didn't, I didn't think she had superpowers. I, I thought she was just a regular person. Well, she is credited as a superhero rather okay. than a vigilante. So, oh, okay, maybe I'm wrong. But I think in this universe, as it's established, I'm maybe I didn't sure. pay attention when I read that encyclopedia of superheroes. Yeah, apparently not. <laughs> we just don't remember. But yeah, I'm not sure given the established universe that she'll have superpowers, but mm. you never know. You yeah. never know. If she dies in a tunnel, it, it's a bad sign. It means you got to get out. There's <laughs> a gas leak. <laughs> wow. Some good old mining jokes. Mm. Next up, playing Renee Montoya is Rosie Perez, mm. who I only know as playing Shell from The Road to El Dorado. <laughs> And she nothing was in else. That? Yeah. Oh, there you go. She was Shell, the main girl. But what can you tell me about Renee Montoya? So my understanding is that she's from the Batman universe. Right. Um, she is sort of a hard-boiled detective, and she came from the animated series as well. I think that's where she, her origins are. She's sort of like the. Remember in the animated series, there was that fat. I didn't policeman. watch the animated series. There was the there was a fat policeman who was just useless, and he was he didn't like Batman at all. And then there was Commissioner Gordon, and then there was this character who was more of a good cop. She right. got along with Batman, and she actually was hard working and not corrupt um, and I think that's what she plays in the comics as well now I, I read there that she became the question which is another character that was traditionally a male character and this is a very old character he kind of is a detective vigilante kind of we spoke about it earlier like Rorschach is, right. is sort of a similar thing he was like the trench coat and the hat so she played a female version of that character so she was doing off the books vigilante stuff so whether she comes back and does that I'm not too sure whether she just plays the it cop. would make sense that she acts as a vigilante 
vigilante, though I'm not sure she will in this movie, mm. but it would make sense because that would fit her in with these other vigilante characters as well. Yeah, I think in The Birds of Prey, that's the role she sort of had, but traditionally she would be a just a police officer or a detective. A good guy cop. Yeah. Makes sense to me. Now playing the sought-after victim... Cassandra Cass Kane is Ella J. Basco. Now, Ella J. Basco is relatively new to acting. She's a Filipino actor. Mm-hmm. Now, people are already calling her Filipino Batgirl, which I think is a little unfair. Why did they have to point out that she's a Filipino Batgirl? I mean, I understand that most comic book superheroes are Caucasian unless they have the word black at the start of their name. <laughs> But she doesn't have to be Filipino Batgirl. Just call her Batgirl. Yes. I mean, she's not Alyssa Silverstone, so <laughs> she might be Batgirl in everyone's hearts and minds. But you know. But uh, this character was Batgirl. Yes. Right? That's uh, that's her sort of origin. She was kind of plays like a Robin storyline almost. I think. And well, there's several Batgirls, isn't there? Yeah. Barbara Gordon was. I know this. Barbara that, Gordon that's right. was Batgirl. Barbara Gordon. There's a few ones, and she's just one of the. I think more modern ones. I'm not too sure. Okay. But she also has her own character because it seems like everybody, all the characters, they become Batgirl. Girls or, or Robins, and then they go off and they become like Nightwing. Right. And her character outside of this was the orphan. So I don't know a lot about because everyone's an orphan in the Batman universe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know a lot about her, but I think we were looking at it earlier that she might have some ties with Ra's al Ghul, something like that. Yeah, I think um, she was the daughter of one of Ra's al Ghul's bodyguards. Yeah, I don't know. Comic books are confusing. <laughs> yeah, there's too many stories. This lines. is why you're here as the expert. But yeah, she was Batgirl, I guess. Um, yeah. Whether she plays that in this movie, I guess we'll see. Come on, Maddie, do you feel? Filipino Batgirl. Oh, sorry. Need to be <laughs> That's specific what the fans with, are the, calling her. with the Batgirls. By and the way, it's nice to have such a big female cast in this yeah, movie. Yeah, I think they're doing that on purpose. Oh, you reckon? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's part of the story, though. Birds of Prey was an established story, so yeah, it's a group of females. All right, and the last person I wanted to talk about playing Victor Zaz, a character I do actually know. You do. Is Chris Messina. How now, do you know about Victor Zaz? He was in one of the Batman movies already. In The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, uh, he was too. There's a but scene was... where all the prisoners are being let out of the prison by Bane. Yeah. And then you see him for a quarter of a second. Yeah, but it's a blink and you miss it moment. I'm surprised you picked up on that. Yeah, well, he sort of stood out because they focused in on him. I'm like, he had that all those, guy? He had all yeah. those scars. He's got tallies on him. So apparently he's a hitman and every time he kills somebody, he puts a tally on his body. Yeah, and he's kind of obsessive about it as well. Real yeah. cold-blooded killer. And, and He's got good, a lot of tallies. Yeah, it's good to see him in a movie properly. Um, Instead of just a cameo yeah yeah he's he's a pretty recent character i think they pulled him out in the 90s i think he's a pretty interesting character so i hope they do him well yeah i could probably I guess how they're going to use him in this movie i couldn't see any scars on his face though which was weird so maybe this is i a... saw one or two did you really yeah okay but chris messina though the only thing i've really seen him in is that he played a cia agent in one of the many cia agents in argo aka argo fuck yourself <laughs> But I don't remember him in that. But apparently, Chris Messina is known as the guy who's in everything. Yeah, so nobody seen... knows him, but that's what he I pops was up say. in everything. I was going to say, I've seen this guy in so many things, but I can't put my finger on one thing, actually. Yeah, well, I'll go. There you go. CIA agent. <laughs> CIA agent. Well, that's one thing that I can guarantee I've seen, so... Because we reviewed it on our old podcast. Best Movie Quest still available on iTunes. So, now that we've covered all of the actors that we want to, should we get straight into our plots? Yeah, let's do it. This is something that both you and I weren't looking forward to. No. So, I guess this is a kind of rip the band-aid off moment. Yes. And I don't know about you, but there's a little lack of research (laughs) in this movie. Well, that's the whole thing about this show. We really try and do as little research as possible to keep our predictions. Especially for this one. Yeah. Because I don't 
think they put the care in, so why should we? Anyway. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Let me go into it because I'm pretty confident, though. Oh, really? I'm pretty confident. I'm so, not confident at so all. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to open up with a musical montage as Harley Quinn is going through a very over-the-top grieving process. Right. So we're going to see her crying. Is she in the shower? Is yeah, she sure, dancing around? Sure, maybe. Like the opening of the pest? <laughs> <laughs> No. Okay. <laughs> um, she'll be crying. She'll be eating like chocolates one minute. Then she'll be stabbing a picture of the Joker the other minute. Oh. Then she'll decide, oh, you know what I need? I need to go get a jackal or a hyena yeah. from, from the vet. He's going to be my new best friend now. New from life, vet. New life, new me. And then she's going to be hanging out. Then she'll be crying again. And it'll all be done in whatever music they want to play for the intro to sort of say, this is Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn is no longer with the Joker. And this is how she's coping with it in a very over-the-top comedic way. And as she's wallowing, she starts speaking to her jackal because she's going to treat it like a like a dog or like yeah, a kitten. A little pet. Because it's going to be funny because it's going to be really big and brooding and intimidating. But she's going to be like, ah, oh, you cute little thing. She decides, or at least in her mind, the jackal decides for her because she's like, you it's know a, what? It's a hyena. Is it a hyena? Yeah. Okay. Well, the hyena, she had those, right? Yeah, you're right. No, I don't know, but hyenas laugh, so I figured that would be a good connection. Yeah, yeah. So she says to the hyena, yeah, that makes sense, actually. I'm surprised you didn't work that out before. <laughs> Well, she's sort of like speaking to the hyena and then she sort of says, you know what? You're right. I should go out there and I should uh, do something for myself. I shouldn't be in here wallowing. I'm going to go out and I'm going to have fun and live my life. So she's going to go out and she's going to go to a jazzy nightclub called... A dingy nightclub? No, this one's a jazzy nightclub. Okay. And it's called the Pongo Lounge. Oh, really? Welcome back to the fray. Pongo Lounge, we haven't seen you since our last... I highly since doubt Since our this, last yeah, sure. prediction of the Joker, it's back. Since our last visit to Gotham City. It is the one nightclub in Gotham, so we've got to show some love but it's a stand-up comedy lounge isn't it no nah, it does it's sort of like when you know the old 40s where they do stand-up comedy like they a do cabaret? songs yeah exactly okay which is interesting that you say that because uh harley quinn sits there and there's here's where she sees a performer who's called the black canary really we see her on stage we see her singing and performing and she's very graceful she's very showmany um or showgirly i guess and harley quinn speaks to the canary at the bar and just decides to let her know about her life and the meaning of harley quinn like we saw in the trailer right. and about her miseries and whatnot and this is where we see these two characters connecting the black canary doesn't really want to have a lot to do with harley quinn because harley quinn is kind of insane but while the black canary is preoccupied harley quinn decides this is a great opportunity for me to go on stage and sing that's a great idea so she does and she does a little performance and it's all going to be stylized and we're going to see this now originally i thought this was going to be in her mind which right. probably makes more sense but for this scene i'm going to say she jumps up on stage and does a performance now while this is happening they are all interrupted by a character black mask played by ewan mcgregor he's going to stand up and he's going to say sorry everyone i hope you're all having a good time but uh, we are here to find a certain woman and we know she's been seen at this club. The woman is Cassandra Kane. Right. Now, what's going to be revealed there is that the Black Canary has been keeping Cassandra Kane as a stowaway. So she's been protecting her. So as soon as oh, really? Black Canary realizes that the big mafia boss of Gotham's here, she quickly scurries away. Harley Quinn's on stage. She quickly scurries away to her dressing room and she tries to get Cassandra Kane to leave. Like she's trying to usher him out before they find her. Harley is really angry that Black Mask interrupted her song. She goes into a fit of rage and she starts attacking the mafia guys. Meanwhile, 
Black Mask realizes that they see, you know, the Black Canary and, and Cassandra with her coat draped over him, <laughs> sort of trying to sneak short out. Person. And then he's like, "It's her, get her!" Big fight scene occurs. They fend off the mafia guys. Harley Quinn gets taken out by a dart. They all get captured. Now, originally, I thought we all saw these characters hanging upside down in Black Mask's little warehouse. Since we watched the trailer not so long ago, I realized that who's hanging upside down are two girls two women, and a guy with his head chopped off, who I thought was Harley Quinn in a bag. So that pretty much just threw out this entire plot for me. Well, so what you never know. It could happen. What I'm going to say is that they do capture them. Maybe they hang some random people upside down that they're interrogating to try to find out where Cassandra Kane was. So at this point, they don't actually have Cassandra Kane. Cassandra Kane is left. So Black Mask has been interrogating these guys, and now he has two people that were involved. He has Harley Quinn, and he has the Black Canary. So we're Wait, gonna... can I ask, why yep. does he want Cassandra Kane in the first place? I will get to that. Okay, it's a mystery patient. at this point. We're going right. to resolve... It's a mystery at this point. Yeah, we're going Gonna re- it's going to be revealed. Oh, it's going to be good too. Okay, I'm looking um, forward to it. Black Mask's men are going to interrogate Harley Quinn, but she's going to treat it as a joke and you know make light of it, and it's all going to be a real funny scene. And then we're going to have Victor Zaz introduce himself. He's going to bring in Cassandra Kane, and he's got her there, and he's like, I've got Cassandra Kane, but I want something from you. That girl, Harley Quinn, I want to kill her. Um, <laughs> so we'll do, we'll do a trade, and Black Mask is like, yeah, sounds good to me. Now, during the interrogation with Harley Quinn, she breaks out she beats up her interrogator and she escapes she manages to cause a big schmozzle cause a big fight scene and escapes with Cassandra Kane. so those two characters are now together now I, I'm, I'm completely lost Matty D I've got to admit oh are you? I hope the audience can follow along because it's just like Harley Quinn's there and then she's there and then Cassandra's well, was... here and then they're there and Victor Zaz is there and he comes in <laughs> so essentially she's captured by these guys right uh, Victor Zaz brings in Cassandra Kane. right says so I want I want to trade where did she come from I thought they already had Cassandra Kane. No, no, no. They only Cassandra Kane escaped. Okay. They captured Black Canary and Harley Quinn, and they were trying to get information from them about where Cassandra Kane right. was. Okay, okay, I'm with you now. And then Zaz comes in and he goes, "Look what I've got. Yeah, I got now, a present for you. Now give me Harley Quinn." Meanwhile, Harley Quinn beats up the guys and right causes a schmozzle. Yeah. And she and Cassandra Kane escape. Yeah. So they're driving in a car. Cassandra Kane and Harley get to bond. They eventually are stopped by the hunters. <laughs> Via bombs. Via <laughs> bombs. That's right. Yeah, that happens in the trailer. Bonding with bombs. They eventually are stopped by Huntress, who is a skilled assassin, and Renee, who is a no-nonsense detective, and the returning Canary. And they've been searching for Cassandra Kane because they've been trying to protect her. They think Harley Quinn is, is you know, a crazy bad guy. Yeah. That's probably going to hurt her, which has not been the case. Uh, so the reason that they everybody wants Cassandra Kane is because she witnessed a crime committed by a black mask and is the only person left alive who can testify and right. put black mask behind Interesting. Bars. Now, I was originally going to say that she was she knew about Batman because she's sort of Batgirl and or maybe she's involved in some way in Batman. She and, doesn't look like Batgirl. But I I'll think, just say that. I think she's just going to be an innocent bystander. Okay. And this is why Black Mask has put a hit on her. So in this scene, the Birds of Prey will apprehend Harley Quinn and try to rescue Cassandra Kane and try to leave because they think Harley Quinn is a criminal. Quite rightly so. There's a huge action scene during this where the mob guys and Victor Zaz try to get them whilst they're trying to go away. Maybe this happens. Uh, oh, who cares where it happens? <laughs> um, maybe it happens it'll happen on the road happens on the road exactly it's a car chase action scene where they're jumping from car to car and punching each other exactly exactly and in the process Harley Quinn will be set free so she can be of assistance rather than a burden and after this fight scene Harley Quinn will have an idea she'll say let's go to an old amusement park where I used to hide out me and Mr. J used to go there all the time to make out yeah to kiss behind the bushes and this is where they'll hold their last stand because this is where there's a lot of weapons and stuff that they can use because all of them are now targets of Black Mask in this scene 
they will have a character learning moment where they all sort of get to know each other and right a character building moment trust each other yeah well you know talk about their backstories and whatnot the bad guys come there's a big fight scene in this little amusement park area it's a lot of fun oh wouldn't it be great if it took place in the abandoned amusement park itself and they like started up the rides to distract that them. would be cool that, that would, would be, be cool. an excellent set piece so despite our hero's best efforts they capture Kane uh, they manage to capture her, and Harley Quinn goes after her to try to save them she breaks into their mansion there's a big gunfight she tranquilizes Victor's Zaz. So this is in Black Mask's mansion? This is in Black okay. Mask's mansion, yeah. Uh, she tranquilizes Victor Zaz and he's going to be captured by the police and Harley will use her bat, her famous bat, she'll put it into a fireplace and sort of make it really, like red hot, like really burning and she will hit Black Mask in the face. So Black Mask in this whole time period is going to be very, very vain and very, very sensitive. Like every little oh, thing I see what makes him very there. emotional. I thought you were going to say like his face is black and like Al Jolson and he's embarrassed and that's the closest thing no, they have no, to referencing just, his actual a, black mask. He's just a normal guy but he's kind of got a bipolar sort of he's very volatile right. and he's very very vain in the way he dresses and presents himself. Harley Quinn will hit him in the face with a bat leaving his face to look like a blackened skull. Wow that's quite a hit. Exactly. I thought you were going to say like he gets a scar on his face and he covers it up with a mask. <laughs> no no it's going to leave an imprint on his face and it's going to set up for future movies where maybe he wants to get after Harley Quinn. That's actually a great idea. I didn't think about that at all in my plot. I all's, wish I could steal it now. All's well and ends well. The bad guys are arrested. No one major dies. The black mask is still alive and he goes to jail and Zaz. He's like, you know, screaming with foam in his mouth. He gets arrested. They don't find Harley Quinn. She just sort of escapes, runs off into the distance. Our final scene is we'll see Harley Quinn, who we won't know is Harley Quinn until this moment. She breaks into a jail facility. So she'll be dressed as a, like with a... As a clown? Not a clown, just dressed as a civilian. Oh. All right. But very She's got a big side. hat, exactly. a shawl, exactly. and a big coat. Exactly. Well, she looks the- like Carmen San Diego. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so she breaks in, she beats up the police. So this is where, you know, Harley Quinn's been a good guy this entire time, but now we're like, oh, she's, you know, both sides of the coin. And we as the audience will assume that she's coming in to confront the Joker and she'll break into the last prison cell. We won't see this person. Twist, it's Joaquin Phoenix. We won't see, imagine that. We won't see this character for a second there. It'll be Harley Quinn looking at this person and we'll realize it is a character from the Suicide Squad. And that's where the movie will end. Now, what character that will be, I'm going to say it'll be Captain Boomerang because I don't think it's going to be... Uh, Deadshot? Deadshot, no. And the Joker? I don't think it will be... Slipknot? He's dead. He's Yeah, well, that one's dead. But I don't think Killer it'll Croc? be... Killer Croc? I don't think it'll be Killer Croc, no. Because Killer Croc was not really good in those movies. <laughs> okay. Um, so it'll be Captain Boomerang. And that'll set up for the reuniting of the Suicide Squad. So it'll be a message... In the upcoming movie. To everybody. The Suicide Squad. Yeah, it'll be a message to everybody to go buy tickets for that. That is my plot. Wow, there we go. I wish I could say that was succinct because I had no idea what was going on half the time. Well, that's what the movie's going to be. Yeah, okay. There we go. But maybe that will be a genuine reflection of how the movie is. And therefore, you'll be spot on. All right, Mr. Critical, let's see what you have. Weirdly enough, you and I have a lot of similarities. You could tell that we both watched (laughs) the same trailer. Wait a second. So you're like, oh, it made no sense. It made no sense. I couldn't work out what's going on. But by the way, we have a lot of similarities. Well, I think mine is a bit more succinct and laid out. All right. Maybe because I just didn't put as much thought in as you did okay you had yours typed out as well (laughs) rather than scrawling it with shit on a wall (laughs) like an insane man 
All right, tell me what you got. So quite like you, I think the movie will open up with Harley Quinn. She's just broken up with the Joker. She's all upset about it. I think we'll have a montage quite like you had where she cuts her hair, is distraught. She's angry. She's upset. She eats chocolate and ice cream and binge watches romantic comedies or something along those lines. Yep. It's Harley Quinn, so she'll be doing something way more outrageous than that. But this leads her to going to one of the Joker's warehouses. So the Joker is basically, in these movies, he's basically like a mafia boss or a crime boss of sorts, right? Yeah. So he has this criminal warehouse where a whole bunch of his thugs hang out and he keeps all of the spoils of his crimes from over the years. And so she rocks up at the warehouse. All of the henchmen there don't think that anything's up because they're not aware that the Joker and Harley Quinn have broken up and they've always worked together for years and years. So they just think, oh, Harley's just come in to do some business, to drop off some booty or shake her booty, whatever she's here to do. Yeah, yeah. And also, if you question it, you'll probably die in these movies. Yeah, exactly. So she's wandering around looking at all the cool stuff that the Joker has. And one of the things that he has is a hyena. She's like, oh, he's so cute. He's adorable. I love him. Can I keep him? They're like, well, it kind of belongs to the Joker, but yeah, sure. So she is able to pick up her hyena from here, but then she takes out all of her frustrations on all of these goons and ends up burning down the warehouse. Now, of course, the Joker has a large supply of explosives and fireworks in the warehouse. So as the warehouse starts to burn up, it explodes and it's very over the top and fireworks go everywhere. And it does it to some some music in the background, yeah. I'm imagining. You know, baby, you're a firework. <laughs> And we have a shot of Harley Quinn walking away from the explosion looking cool, but distraught at the same time. And she rescued the hyena from here, so the hyena's going to be tagging along behind her to be her little pet in her apartment from now on. So after this, we'll be introduced to Renee Montoya, who is a detective tasked with taking down organised crime in Gotham. And she is investigating the factory fire since it was related to organised crime. And she's like, well, we have one major suspect, and that's Harley Quinn. Why? She- uh, she's on some security camera <laughs> okay. or something like that. Or people just saw her coming and she's pretty noticeable. So all the witnesses say there was a girl dressed like a clown. And she's like, that can only be one person. Well, apparently not noticeable enough since everyone's so at ease with seeing people in clown apparently makeup so. walking around. Apparently so. Unless they're, you know, spruiking the closing of a furniture store and they can't <laughs> resist kicking them in the nuts. Which Moving on. Happen. Moving on. So we'll have a few scenes of Harley Quinn enjoying herself at home with her new pet hyena because the hyena fills in the void that the Joker left because it reminds her of the Joker through its constant laughing. What do you think she'll call the hyena? Because she had hyenas in... Mr. H. Yeah, I would think... Yeah. <laughs> Little H-y. That's just a guess. It'd be funny if it was that, though. Or Mr. J. Maybe the hyena's like... Rah, rah. She's like, it reminds me of someone, but I can't put my finger on it. If he brings... The, the hyena brings like a dead rat to the door. It's like, no. Oh. <laughs> Use condom. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. Well, Why is she British? British, <laughs> British Harley Quinn now. Anyway, so I don't think that the hyena will do much beyond maul the occasional person. I think it's going to bite somebody in the nuts during the big warehouse action scene. But aside from that, it's just going to hang around in her apartment, and she's yeah. not going to. It's not going to tag along with her everywhere she goes. In the comics, she had like two hyenas. Really? That. Yeah, that was wow. kind of her thing. Maybe it's a callback to that. So it's essentially her attack dog but it's just going to hang around her yeah. house because they're not going to be able to... If it's CGI, they're not going to spend the money to animate it in each scene. And if it's a real hyena, it's not going to want to be there the whole time. <laughs> It'll be like the audience. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So now we're introduced to Cassandra and her family. Now, believe it or not, I believe that Cassandra's father will work for Black Mask. So he's like their accountant or something or just some low-level member okay. of, of the Black Mask organization. 
Do you think that's where Ali Wong may appear then? Yeah, I'm guessing that she's going to be the mother she, of Cassandra. Because she's credited um, yes, in this is. movie. We just don't know what now, she's... Now, she's a comedian, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, that's She's right. from like Big Mouth and stuff. Oh, yeah. She was in Big Mouth, I think. But yeah, she's big stand-up comedian at the moment. Yeah. So, I think she'll be Cassandra's mother. I think she has a TV show as well, but a TV show about herself. I'm not sure who her father will be played by, though. But anyway, he's not important. She's not important either. Ali Wong, that is. So... What her father is doing, what Mr. Kane is doing, he's leaking information about black masks to who else but Renee Montoya, who is like the big detective tasked with taking down organized crime. So he's leaking information to her. He's wearing a wire at work. Black Mask finds out about this and is, of course, out to seek revenge on them. So he kills Cassandra's entire family. He strings them up in his warehouse. And Cassandra is the only one who survives and manages to get away. Does the dad's head get chopped off? Yes. Yeah, he's going to chop off the dad's head. So I think that Black Mask is going to be entirely aware that Cassandra is Mr. Kane's daughter. So he's going to be aware that he hasn't captured her. And I think she'll be there the whole time, like hiding under a desk or something. She'll witness the whole thing and he'll see her run away and escape. So that's why he's out to find her. So she is a valuable witness against him and is probably the only one. Well, well, well. Exactly like in your plot. I think it's fairly obvious that they're going to go this way in the movie. It's not like she's friends with Batman and can tell Batman all the secrets. Because I don't think... Well, Batman is around, but yeah, I didn't see I don't think he's a presence in this movie. Exactly. I don't think he'll be in the movie at all since they're between Batman at this moment. So yeah, Black Mask is worried that Cassandra will bring down his whole organisation by being a material witness. So that's why he sets out all of his hitmen. He puts a massive bounty for millions of dollars on Cassandra's head. And everyone in Gotham, every low life in Gotham, he's getting a little alert on their pages and they're off <laughs> to find... So it's like John Wick. Yeah, they're off to find Cassandra. So Cassandra goes straight to the Gotham City Police for protection, of course, where she meets Renee Montoya. And Renee is like, of course, you're like the exact material witness that I need. Let me keep you here at the police station. You'll be safe. Don't worry about a thing. Nothing bad ever happens in the Gotham Police Station. You haven't seen the Terminator, have you? You haven't seen the Dark Knight, have you? Yeah. So Cassandra is put in a room given a little blanket and a nice cup of cocoa while Renee tries to organise, you know, the trial trying to say, oh, we've got this perfect witness who can take down the whole black mask. Can you get a jury together ASAP? Yeah, exactly. We'll do the trial right now. But of course, who should turn up to the police station but Harley Quinn? Just like that scene in the Terminator, in the first Terminator movie where the Terminator arrives, Harley Quinn is there with like a non-lethal beanbag gun. She plans to go in and get Cass to go collect on the bounty. She wants to get Cass and take her to Black Mask because she's like, well, I'm still a bad guy. I'm going to make my own moves now that I'm not with the Joker. So what a perfect way to start my business than by collecting on this massive bounty. Oh. Harley breaks into the police headquarters. She non-lethally takes out all of the police officers because she's going to be a good guy by the end of the movie. (laughs) She scoops up Cass and takes her away in her car. Now, at the same time, we've got all these other assassins who are also trying to take out Cass, but Harley wants to take the bounty for herself, so she has to fight off all of these other hitmen while she's trying to take Cass herself back any, to Black Any Mask. big name mentions? I mean, I'm guessing Victor Zaz is one. No, but... he's not there at this point, but we'll get the scene that we see in the trailer where Harley Quinn and Cass are driving away and Harley Quinn is saying her whole speech about, don't call me chick, you can call me woman mm. or bitch or whatever else that it is. That kind of looked like it was the Huntress following them. No, I'm saying it's hit men and she has Cass throw some dynamite out the window and blow up a car full of hitmen. 
I think that Harley Quinn will talk herself into deciding that she doesn't like Black Mask. So mm-hmm. she goes, oh, he's just another thug like Mr. J was. I hate men like that. So she decides that she'd be better off to keep Cass away, to keep Cass for herself and protect her from Black Mask, just to irk him. Maybe she takes a liking to uh Yeah. Cass. She's like, you're a nice chick like me. <laughs> nice broad. Yeah, you're a nice dame like me. We should hang out. We should be friends. Maybe that's a thing. Maybe uh, Harley Quinn's not really had friends. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they did exactly. it in the last movie. But You're good to talk to. You listen to me talk. She's just there ranting about the joke <laughs> and what a jerk is. And that's why she brings herself like, all men are alike. And that's why she decides, oh, Black Mask, he's exactly like the Joker as well. I'm not going to take you to him. He's a jerk. Why should I do anything nice for him when they do nothing nice for us? Let's be friends. Let's go paint each other's nails and do each other's do hair. Do you think they're going to take shots of the Joker? And, uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. I think so. Like some below the belt shots? Yeah. Well, maybe not too much. They don't want to piss him off. Well, he's already left. What is he going to do? <laughs> so I think that Harley Quinn will take Cass back to her apartment. She'll introduce her to the dog. And that's when Black Canary swoops in. Mm-hmm. She comes in screaming her lungs out, trying to kill Harley <laughs> Quinn with her voice. No. But yeah, Black Canary thinks that Harley Quinn's a bad guy. Well, Harley well, Quinn she is. was a bad guy. So she thinks that Harley Quinn is just trying to collect on the bounty, which she was originally planning to do. So the two of them have a fight and it results in them essentially coming to a stalemate and Harley Quinn saying, look, I'm not even trying to take her to Black Mask anymore. I'm just trying to protect her. She's going to be my friend. We're both after the same thing. Let's team up. Will they team up? Yeah, they team up. Harley and Black Canary team up. They go to a bar, they sort out their differences, and they are thick as thieves from then on. So I think we'll have a scene at around this point as well, introducing Helena Bertinelli, aka the Huntress, who is in the backyard of her palatial mansion estate, practicing martial arts. She's got nunchucks, she's doing karate kicks against a punching bag that's hanging from a tree, and she overhears her father... The mob boss, Mr. Bertinelli, I can't remember the character's first name, talking about this massive hit that's been put out on Cassandra. She's like, hmm, that's interesting. Dun, dun, dun. So Black Mask really wants to get Cassandra back at this point. He's like, all my other hitmen have failed. The closest person to getting her was Harley Quinn and she's already turned against me. <laughs> so he sends out his heavy hitter assassin, Victor Zaz, oh, to collect he's, Cass. He's in. So he comes out, he gets his big intro scene with his cool music. He shows off all so of all his, his scars, scars. And Zaz is hot on the tail of our heroes. And long story short, he manages to capture them. He manages captures all to of them? capture all three. So he rounds them all up. He's got them at gunpoint. He explains his whole deal. Want to know like, how I got these scars? Yeah, like, you want to know how I got all these scars? Well, every time I kill somebody, a little tally goes here. But just when it looks like he has them on the ropes, they're saved at the last moment by Huntress, who comes screaming in on her bike, firing her crossbow like crazy. And she's able to rescue them. And when I say she's able to rescue them, I mean Harley Quinn and Black Canary because Zaz gets away with Cass. He's already tied her up and thrown her in the back of the van. (laughs) Huntress scares him off, but he gets away before Harley Quinn and Black Canary can get Cass back. So Harley, Huntress and Black Canary, they all have teamed up at this point and they decide, right, we've got to get her back. And how are we going to do it? So they go to an abandoned fun house, sound oh. familiar, which was a former hideout of Harley Quinn's where she keeps all of her weapons, but they've all been taken away. Oh, they've all been taken away? Yeah. She goes, I've got all these weapons here, but there's just empty marks on the wall, empty spray paint outlines where they yeah, were. Right. She's like, I swear they were just here. And that's where Renee steps in and she goes, look, I've known about this secret headquarters for years. <laughs> I've already captured all your guns. You're all going to jail. But then... The three of them, the three heroes, managed to talk Renee into helping them out in saving Cass. They say, look, we've got to rescue this girl. She's the best way that we can hurt Black Mask. Okay. And we're better off working together than just letting the police be involved. Because Black Mask, he owns the police! (laughs) 
is one of those guys. Right, okay. So I think the final action scene, the whole final scene will take place in Black Mask Cabaret Club. So quite like in your plot, he also owns a big cabaret club with all these acts. Called the... I don't have a name for it. Pogo Lounge. Yeah, sure, it can be the Pongo Lounge. Pongo Lounge. <laughs> Isn't that what it's called? Or is it the Pogo Lounge? It's the Pogo Lounge, but I... in last show I called it the Pongo oh, Lounge. okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I, I don't think idiot. it's going to be called that. I think it'll be called, like, the Portly Gentleman or something right, stupid. Right, It's called the Black Mask. So Harley Quinn is able to infiltrate the club by pretending to be a dancer. She comes out on stage and does an homage to Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend, the big famous Marilyn Monroe dance. Yeah, she does her own version of that. And she's able to distract Victor Zaz and Black Mask and all of the henchmen while Black Canary, Huntress and Renee manage to sneak in through the back door and draw guns. And then we have their huge climactic fight scene where people are shooting each other. Harley Quinn breaks a man's legs by jumping on them. He's got his, <laughs> he's got his feet up on the table. And Is it his legs? <laughs> yeah, he's got his feet up on a table and she jumps square on the middle of his legs, breaking them backwards. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's his reaction. The heroes are fighting the villains. Everyone's getting shot. The bad guys are getting shot. So this mainly. is pretty much the start of my plot is the end of your plot. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So Harley Quinn's headbutting bad guys. Huntress is shooting bad guys with a crossbow. Black Canary's screaming at them, presumably. <laughs> Stop fighting! <laughs> and Renee's, I don't know, handcuffing people and say, you're under arrest and reading them the Miranda rights. But <laughs> what? Why isn't Renee and Black Canary competent fighters? But they are. Oh, okay. They're doing great. Okay. Yeah, they're doing excellent. They're just doing their thing. Cass finally fights back. She gets up the courage. She trips over her own shoelaces and headbutts a <laughs> villain in the face. Yes. I definitely think there'll be a scene where she trips over his shoelaces and does that. I yep. can guarantee it, Matty yep. D. Oh, she has a broken arm in this, and we haven't established where does that's she? from. Yeah, she I does. didn't even see that. I, I didn't work in it my version, my she doesn't have it, and apparently okay. in your version, she doesn't either, so who cares? <laughs> okay. So the bad guys go to jail. Cass is finally able to be a material witness, and now that she's an orphan, she'll go and study. The orphan. With, yeah, she's the orphan, but she can become Batgirl in the future, or maybe not, and Harley Quinn is left to dance around and be wacky. We'll have a final montage where she's running through a field of flowers with her hyena <laughs> laughing and spinning around and I really liked your idea with the bat and hitting Black Mask in the face I really liked the idea of him getting his face deformed so leading him to wear his trademark Black Mask for the final battle so even though I didn't plan that I totally agreed that that will happen stealing my ideas is what I'm yeah. hearing so I'm stealing your ideas directly so if it does happen it's all the points to you you don't have to <laughs> give it to me unless you want to give me half a point or something like that anyway that's way off in the so future so what, what do you think is going to happen he's going to get disfigured and wear yeah. a black mask yeah absolutely I'm not sure how maybe I should just do something original because I thought the impression on his face would make it look like he had no I think he'll get punched in the face or badly hit in the face burnt in the face even disfiguring his face but then he'll put on the mask to cover up the disfigurement we did see in the trailer he wore skeleton gloves so it's like a really? call yeah it's a call to maybe his desire for maybe that he visual. wears the mask all throughout the movie <laughs> just that. anytime that he's talking to somebody he takes it off like Spider-Man where he takes off his Spider-Man mask to talk to people. Mm. So Yeah, I'm going to say that. Okay, so there's no disfigurement. He just wears the mask, but then takes it off so we can why see does, that it's you and McGregor. Why does a big mafia boss wear a mask? So nobody knows I who mean, he is. I mean, I guess he does it in the comic books, but... So nobody knows who he is, but because it's a big name actor, they want to show him... They want to give him all his necessary screen time, so he keeps taking the mask off, like Spider-Man or right, Tobey okay. Maguire. So there, there we go. It's it's like Venom or like the black-suited Spider-Man. It'll like... Crinkle back. Crinkle back and it'll show his face. There's for Grace under there and everyone's disappointed. <laughs> so that was my very, very loose plot of Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. 
Yes. Well, this is interesting because I've already seen, I've already recognized that there are some parts of your plot that don't match the trailer, but there's some parts of my plot that don't match the trailer yeah. too. So I guess with this kind of movie, it's very much up in the air. It could be like nothing we've How close about. do you reckon you are, like percentage wise to the actual uh, plot? I'll never get it 100% on with this movie, but I think I will get uh, 65 to 70% right. right. I'm guessing 45 or less percent. <laughs> With my plot. I'm not confident at yeah, all. Right. I'll be happy, like I said, with my plot for Frozen 2. I will be happy if I get one or two things right in my prediction. Was that accurate? Did you get one or two things right? I wish I could say that was true <laughs> with Frozen 2, but again, that's a future episode. <laughs> all right, all right. So if you at home, if you, the dear listener, have any ideas or any better ideas, I'm sure you do, of what you think will happen in Birds of Prey, please let us know. There's several places you can tell us what you predict will happen. One of those is you can just leave us a comment at the bottom of the Podbean episode page if that's how you listen otherwise you can send us an email at potential spoilers pod that's potential spoilers pod all one word at gmail.com otherwise you can find us on facebook we've got a facebook page there you can just do a search for potential spoilers podcast i'm sure you'll find us pretty easily with the exclamation mark yeah with a little exclamation mark caution symbol logo there that's right red and yellow really stands out yes great yeah. design kieran well done <laughs> great design kieran and also if you were a fan of the suicide movie the suicide movie wow if you were a fan of the Suicide Squad movie. We would like to hear your input, I guess. Or if you're a fan what... of the Japanese horror movie, the Suicide Circle movie. <laughs> yeah, sure. Even that. But what I'd be interested fine. to see what a fan of the Suicide Squad movie thinks this movie will be like. Yeah, I'm absolutely. interested to hear that. Or an expert on the comics. That's right. Matty D's the closest thing we had to an expert. Like <laughs> Pickens he, are slim. <laughs> he kind of knew, so yeah. We probably stepped on a lot of people's toes, on a lot of fans' toes, unfortunately. Mm. So I'm sorry if that was the case. <laughs> so what are we doing next week? Well, interestingly enough, we're going to be talking about a movie that you're actually excited to see many d yes we're talking about the third installment well, eh, all eh. right maybe maybe not but we're talking about the third installment in the kingsman trilogy i think this is actually a prequel to the other two movies it's like yes, the it origin like story of, of the whole kingsman organization of particularly one of the characters there yeah now yeah, you exactly. haven't seen any of them no right? i haven't which i've been telling you to watch these movies for ages because i think especially the first one you will yeah, love my girlfriend loves these movies so she'll mm. be excited to re-watch them to show them to me for the first time yes but yeah, the movie we're talking about next week is The King's Man, which, yeah, as I said, is a prequel to The Kingsman. So I can't wait to join you next week to talk all about that, Matty D. Can't wait. Can't wait for you to see it finally. And thank you, everybody, for putting up with our messy plots this week. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Hopefully we got something out of it, as in we got something right. Hopefully you got something out of it, dear <laughs> Even if it is just to laugh at how silly we are, how foolish we are, how little we you know, know about the DC. We'll here. see when the movie comes out, I suppose. We will see. All right, thanks for listening. See you next week. Legend tells of a caped crusader, Batman, guardian of New Gotham, and his one true love, Catwoman, the queen of the criminal underworld. Their passion left behind something extraordinary. A daughter, Huntress. Half metahuman, she has taken up her father's mantle and fights to protect the innocent and helpless. Joining her in this struggle, Oracle, once Batman's protege, Batgirl. She was caught in the crossfire of the war between Batman and Joker. Now she fights crime a different way. A master of the cyber realms and trainer to heroes. Together they have taken in Dinah, a metahuman herself, with powers that she is only beginning to explore. These three are the protectors of New Gotham, the birds of prey. My name is Alfred Pennyworth, and this is their story.